welcome to Pursuit Church Podcast, where we give those far from God the opportunity to pursue Christ. We are so glad you are here, and wherever you're listening from, we believe God has a word for you through today's message. Welcome everyone to our midweek Bible study. We hope you're having just a, a wonderful evening tonight. Good to see everybody. Before you're seated, I want to look at the book of Proverbs chapter 3 starting with verse 5 through 10. Proverbs chapter 3, starting with verse 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. This evening, I want to speak on the hardest thing you will ever do. God bless you. You may be seated. According to the American Heritage Dictionary, the meaning of trust is to have or to place confidence in, to depend upon, to expect with assurance, to assume, to believe, to place in the care of another, to trust. Now, the term trust in the Lord, as in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 that we just read, appears in Scripture 19 times in 19 verses. And as a believer, it is important that we learn how to trust in God in our own lives. Now, trust is a foreign concept to my generation, for today's culture is not a trusting one. You know, years ago, way before my time, way before this current generation, deals were made on a handshake. You could go to somebody and you could speak to them and you could give them a handshake and a handshake meant something. People believed you. They could trust you. Your word was your bond. What you said you would do, you would do. People trusted others. But nowadays, it's different. We live in a completely different world, a different society. People have a much tougher time trusting others. Today, you have to do a lot more to earn somebody's trust. In fact, you might find yourself filling out several page contracts and signing your name a hundred times and doing all this stuff just because people's word no longer means as much as it used to. People don't know, can I trust you? Can or can I not trust you? In fact, our world today, in our world today, we are taught not to trust. We're taught not to trust uh, institutions. We are taught not to trust our education system or the government, even what we read in the newspaper 
what we hear on the radio or what we may watch on the television. We have been taught to be very careful who it is that we trust. And I recommend that. You can't trust everything. You can't trust it, just anybody. In fact, there was a, uh, a commercial a while back. It was a State Farm insurance commercial where in the ad, a woman believed practically everything she would read on the internet. You know, if it was on the internet, she believed it. And the State Farm, uh, you know, the insurance company, the representative was trying to tell her some things that State Farm was offering. And she says, well, that's not true. And he says, well, where did you hear that? And she says, the internet. And he replied, and you believed it? And she says, well, yeah, they can't put anything on the internet that isn't true. He says, oh, where'd you hear that? She says, the internet. <laughs> it's just a, a funny, comical commercial about how you can't believe everything you read. But the fact is, we can't trust everything. And it's unfortunate, and we know it can be quite frustrating and confusing, maybe annoying, because people's word isn't what it used to be. The sad reality of it is that this generation has allowed their mistrust to affect their relationship with God. You know, when, when our world constantly says, be careful who you trust, because people will fail you, we wonder Will God fail us if we trust him? Will God keep his word? Can I trust God? If I can't trust other people, can I even trust God? See, learning to trust in the Lord will be the hardest thing you ever do. It'll be the toughest thing that we could ever accomplish and people often struggle their entire lives trusting God. Can I put all of this in his hands? Can I trust him with my difficult situation? Will he come through? Will he provide? Does God have a plan for me and my family? Is God going to show up? Can I trust God? And you know, it's, we know it's easy to tell others, you know, you need to trust God. It's easy to try to encourage others and, and preach to others and tell them, hey, you just need to trust God. You need to lay off all that worry and, and quit being so fearful and you need to trust God. But do we, with all of our heart, trust God? Are we good at trusting him? Do we trust him in our life? Do we believe that there is somebody up there who hears and answers our prayer that when we're in a time of need, he will intervene in our life and he'll provide? Do we believe it? James Dobson said, faith in God is like believing a man can walk over Niagara Falls on a tightrope while pushing a wheelbarrow. But trusting in God is like jumping into that wheelbarrow. To believe God can do something miraculous is one thing. But to believe it for your own life is another. Maybe I have faith in God for some things. But do I have faith in him 
in everything. Can I trust Him with all of my life? Can I trust Him with all of my problems? Am I willing to trust Him with everything that may come into my life? Job said, though He slay me, yet will I trust in Him? In other words, even though it's not working yet, you keep trusting. Even though He hasn't answered you yet, you keep praying. Even though you haven't seen your healing manifested yet, you keep believing and keep praying. Though he slay me, yet will I trust. Though the storm hasn't passed, yet will I trust. Though I still haven't received my answered prayer, yet will I trust. Though I haven't seen any physical evidence of God even moving in my life, yet will I trust. My mind is made up, I will trust. No matter what problem comes in my life, I will trust. But trust is hard. In fact, trust has to be taught, has to be learned. For trust is harder than just paying your tithing and offering. Trust is harder than being faithful to church. It's harder than living a holy and separated life. Trust is harder than forgiving someone who has uh, done you wrong. It's tough. Trusting is tough. It is said, and many preachers will preach on it, that trust is the highest level of faith. You know, in the Bible, you can find all these different levels of faith. Of course, there's no faith. You could have no faith. Then there's a little faith. Then there's a measure of faith. There's the gift of faith, great faith, strong in the faith, full of faith, but then there is complete trust. You trust even when it seems like your faith isn't working. You trust even when it doesn't seem like your faith, church, is taking you anywhere. You simply trust God. And you know, trust isn't subject to time. Trust doesn't quit. Trust doesn't stop. You just keep trusting one author wrote, faith grows only in the dark. You've got to trust him when you can't trace him. You've got to trust him even when you can't find him. You've got to trust him even when you can't feel him. You've got to trust him even when you can't see anything working. You've got to trust him in the dark. You've got to trust him even in the chaos. You've got to trust him even when it doesn't seem like anything is working. You don't see any manifestation of the healing. You are still trusting him. Romans 8 and 28, it's a wonderful verse. We've heard it all of our life. It says, and we know that all things work together for good that, to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. It's a wonderful verse. But instead of just quoting the encouraging scripture, why don't we actually believe it? Why don't we actually step into it? Why don't we actually trust him for it? Do we just hope? Do we just dream? Do we just want or wish? Or is it our belief? Is it our conviction? Do we believe sincerely that God will turn this situation around? God will fix this problem. God will turn this around for my good because I believe I'm called according to his purpose and I can tell you I love him. I love him. I love him. Tonight, I want to look at just some principles of trust. 
that come from our text, Proverbs chapter three, starting with verse five. Principle one, trust is a heart matter. Scripture says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. After having preached the funeral of his beloved wife, a pastor ended his message with these words. What is the Lord saying today? There's only one message. Trust me. Even when you don't understand and you can't comprehend, trust me. You know, I'm sure the pastor felt his heart shatter into pieces when he learned that he would lay his wife down to rest. I am sure that he was grieving and his heart was just torn into pieces, but he chose to pick those broken pieces of his heart back up and he began to trust again. He didn't understand why everything was happening the way that it was, but he knew he needed to trust God. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. The heart is the seat of our emotions. It's full of our affections. In the heart, there is nothing hidden from God. Trust in the Lord with your whole heart, with all that you have, even when things don't make sense, even when things hurt and, and it's painful, even when you've been in the battle and it doesn't seem like the battle is slowing down or coming to a stopping point, even when things are confusing and chaotic, even when things don't add up with your whole heart, continue to trust. God says, you can trust me. Don't hold anything back. Trust me with your whole heart. Trust me. See, worry is a lot easier than trust. It's easy to worry. We've all caught ourselves worrying. But to carry worry all the time is quite exhausting. It's tiring. All of your inner energy will go to that worry. Your whole thought life. You're just constantly thinking of whatever it is that's causing all that fear or anxiety or worry. You lose sleep over worry, but to trust. Trust is letting go. Trust is laying the burden down. Trust means taking off the heavy load, and you're not just taking it off and handing it to somebody. You're handing it to God, and God knows what to do with the heavy load. And so trust brings freedom. Trust lightens the load. When worry is present, trust is nowhere to be found. But when trust comes on the scene, worry must flee. You know, it's actually easier. And of course, it's more effective to just trust. Make up your mind, church, and trust. I am going to trust the Lord. Principle number two, forget what you think you know. The scripture says, lean not on your own understanding. One preacher said, faith is the capacity to trust God while not being able to make sense of anything. Lean not on your own understanding. You may look at your life or you may look at your situation and say, this doesn't make sense at all. But trust, if trust comes on the scene, trust says, I know a God that can make sense of this mess. 
I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust God. For only this God can take five loaves and, and two fish and show you a way to feed thousands of people. You know, we know the story about all those hungry people that day, and they were probably all discouraged, and many of them were probably uh, starving or maybe what we call hangry, right? Hangry, have you ever been hungry and angry? Angry because DoorDash hasn't showed up to the door yet? Angry because you don't have money for a nice dinner? Hangry. But instead of staying discouraged, they got God involved. And they started trusting him. And instead of trying to do the math and figure it all out, they just started pulling pieces of bread off the loaf. And they started cutting up the fish. And one by one, they eventually fed every single one of them. Thousands of people were fed with five loaves and two fish. You say, Daniel, how does that make any sense? It doesn't. It doesn't add up. It doesn't make any sense, but it worked. God worked. It works, church. You can trust God. You can trust God. Lean not on your own understanding. You don't have to understand. It doesn't have to add up. It doesn't have to make sense, but trust him. Walk through the door and trust him. Let him work it out. Principle number three, put God first. It says in our text, and in all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Somebody once asked me to put the following in the right order. My job, family, church, God, my marriage, and finances. Daniel, what's your order? What's your priority? But before we make the list... Why don't we look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 33? But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things shall be added unto you. In every area of your life, the word of God is telling me, put God first. It's not that God is just at the top of the list. It's God first in my marriage. It's God first in my finances. It's God first in my family. It's God first in my job. It's God first in my spiritual life. It's God's, God's first in my personal life. It's God first in my emotions. Seek first the kingdom of God. The more we depend on God, the more dependable we find that God is. He can be depended on. He can be trusted. We just need to trust God, church. With everything we have, just trust God. Psalms 37 says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Listen to the psalmist. He says, I have been young, and now I am old. Yet never have I seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. Wow. The psalmist declared, the old psalmist, he's lived for a while. He's not young anymore. He's old. Don't you love it when an old person begins to testify? The old psalmist declared, I've lived for a long time and I've never seen God's people forsaken. 
I've never seen God's people begging for bread. The psalmist declares, you can trust the Lord. If I've learned anything in all of my years, the psalmist says, I've learned that God can be depended upon. You can trust God. Just go out and trust him. Just trust him. Principle number four. I just skipped down to the last one. Principle number four. Don't be a wise guy. The scripture says, be not wise in thine own eyes. In other words, scripture is telling me to not think more highly of myself than I should. Proverbs 16 and 18 says, pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Sometimes you just have to admit, maybe I don't know what I'm doing. And maybe I don't know what to do next. And I don't know where to go. And maybe I've made quite the mess out of what life has given me. But in these times, we should just admit it and trust the Lord. God is not calling me to figure things out. God is not calling me to understand. He's calling me to trust. He's calling us to trust. I want to end with this tonight, church. We all know the story. The three Hebrew boys in the Old Testament, they were in a tough situation. You could say they were up against a hard place and a rock, and they were going to have to make a quick decision. Either bow down to the king and risk their relationship with God or resist and stay standing for the Lord, though that would mean being thrown in the fire. The pressure was building. They were going to have to make a decision soon, church. Will I bow down or will I trust the Lord? Will I do what the king has told me to do to save my life or will I trust the Lord? They both seem a little risky. Either let down the king and face the fire or let down God. It's a, a, a risky decision either way, right? Well, maybe not. What if they just trusted the Lord? What if with all of their heart, they simply and completely trusted God? They don't have to understand it doesn't have to make sense in their mind. They don't have to figure it out. Uh, they don't even have to compromise their beliefs. They don't have to do anything disobedient. They just have to trust God. And church, if you read the story, that's what they did. They trusted the Lord and they said, you know, I'm not going to bow down to this king. I'm not going to compromise my beliefs in order to save my life. I'm not even going to be worried about this situation for I'm giving it to God. I'm going to obey God and I'm going to trust that somehow this God can turn this situation around. And church, let me show you what their trust did. See, these three Hebrew boys always believed God as the great deliverer. They always believed God as the God that can do all things. But they never knew him as their personal deliverer until they trusted him in their most difficult situation. 
In other words, you will never know God as your personal healer, your personal deliverer, your personal anything. You will never know God as your personal giver or, or, or prayer answerer or miracle worker or anything until you're, you have a situation that just seems so hard and so impossible and you make up your mind that in the toughness of that situation and the, con, the confusion and, and, the, and the horribleness of that situation, you are just going to trust God. With everything, trust God. If you want to see God show up and show out, just trust God. Trust Him in your most difficult situation. With all of your heart, church, trust him, trust him, trust him. God is on your side. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. For more information about Pursuit, visit PursuitChurchAR.com. Thank you for listening and see you next week.